Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Coronavirus has made a lot of us stay home and not necessarily do the same level of activity that we were doing before at the gym or outside because people have been told to stay indoors, wear a mask, and be very careful about their potential exposure. But for a lot of patients, that has resulted in pandemic pounds, you know, like the freshman 15. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that has occurred to folks who might be spending a lot of time indoors who previously have not necessarily done so. They've been active and fit and hiking and doing all these other activities, but can't find a way to continue those things while socially distancing. So, We are going to talk about some exciting new things that one of my good friends and colleagues, Dr. Teresa Wee, has. She has been known as the Walk with a Doc. That's a group of patients that are always invited, even just people in the community, to walk with a doctor. And that's a program that she's had for several years now. Part of her Wee Wellness Center group is participating in this, in addition to several other folks here in the islands. And we've got Dr. Wee on the line. Welcome to The Body Show. Hey, hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. So, you know, I'm really excited that we're going to be able to talk about this. One of the things that I've had folks say is, you know, they want to get outdoors, they want to walk, they want to be social, but they want to be socially distant, and they feel like they can't really do so with a mask. But you're living proof that you can walk with a dock and walk with a mask. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So, you know, we're outdoors, we all wear a mask, and you know, so far we've been walking for the last three Saturdays, and, and we've had between 40 to 45 people walking. I think people feel cooped up, and they're ready to, to just get out and, and just get some fresh air. So that's why I wanted to really let the um, public know that we're now reopened. And I think people have just come up and said they're just so thankful that we've started this up again. And I think it's partly just seeing other people and being with other people, like-minded people. Well, and I think the other aspect is the fact that it's a welcome group and everyone is there with the intention of getting the exercise, but they're all mindful of the socially distancing, wearing the mask and being careful to protect not just themselves, but also everyone else as well. So, you know, it's a great group of folks. How long have you been doing it? Well, um, we're going to be doing it uh, about, we're starting our fifth year. Year number five. And I know that where you started on the Saturdays, you have the group out at the Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's correct. And I start promptly at 8 a.m. and we conclude at 9 a.m. But I have a new health tip every week. So you get educated. You, you, you get a little health tip. And we have a warm-up. We walk for 45 minutes. It's about 1.75 miles. We cool down, and that's it. But it's a great way to start your weekend. It sounds like a great way to just get out, energize, be around some other folks, but also just get in some activity and exercise at the same time. Now, this is all part of a greater mission that you've had for the last several years. And part of that is really 
to outreach to communities, particularly to families, to have them really work on trying to improve the health of the family as a unit. And we've talked about it before, and we've talked about how you were thinking of writing a book. And I dare say, Dr. Wee, the book is out now. Yes, my, you know, I completed my book last, um, end of last year. So my book is out. It's called The Happy Healthy Revolution, A Working Parent's Guide to Achieve Wellness as a Family Unit. I've been a pediatrician for 35 plus years, and over the years, I've seen families just become overweight. The children especially have become overweight or obese, and uh, my heart has always been to to help them uh, achieve wellness. And a lot of it is very simple educational materials and and ideas, and, and as a mother of four, you know, I my children were getting a little plump, and I wanted to help them, and so I share my tips and tricks and secrets, and and um, it has been an amazing program. This this is my passion. This is what I'm here for: is to help families become healthier. And I learned that the key to success is getting everyone all in, parents grandparents if they're living in the household, as well as normal weight siblings, as well as the overweight or obese child. And this has been the key to the success of families. Now, why do you think it requires everybody? I can just imagine families where there's multiple kids and some of them might be doing other sports activities and being in shape, and then their younger sibling or older sibling is not. Why does it require the whole unit? I I think you you almost have to... um, get everyone involved because everyone needs to be accountable. So so even if one child is doing sports, I, I think it's important that, that everyone support one another. And, and I think in the long run, you know, each individual in that family will, will reap the rewards. And so I've, I've seen, you know, um, normal weight siblings, but their eating habits are horrible. Sleep habits are not good. So I think everyone learns as we go through the program, everyone, um, the family sets goals for themselves, um, and they work together and support one another. And I think that, that's been the key is, is the whole family has to be in. I will only work with families who are, like, um, ready for change. So if you're on a scale of 10, if you answer me, I'm number one. I'm not ready for any change. I'm not going to work with you. But if you tell me, Dr. Wee, our family is ready. We're nine out of 10 ready for change. Those are the families I like to work with. And so when you have families that are all in, um, this really provides for success. I'm just showing them a a way of doing it, a step-by-step way of um, achieving this wellness. Well, and if you're dealing with a family who's not all in, are there some tips to get everybody closer to that 9 out of 10? I mean, I certainly think that there might be some folks who say, hey, we're so close, but we're just not there yet. And there might be that just that little extra push that you can help them to get them all motivated and excited. How do you handle that group that might be getting close to that, you know, we're ready to go, but just not yet at the front door? Yeah, I you know that that's a good question, and so 
sometimes, especially if one parent is not on board, it, it makes it very difficult. Um, but uh, so far, the program I've done with the majority of my, my families, my patients that I know, and so we, we try to work on that person, but it, it really has to be the family who um, they need to sit down and discuss it, and, and they can have the discussion at home or with me present, but um, I find that at some point, you know, they're just, people just say, this is it, we're ready for change, and Really, during I love the pandemic pounds because that's all I've been seeing as I do physical exams for school. All of my patients have really gained weight rapidly over the past four to five months. So this is something real, and and we need to talk about it. And and um, I'm telling all of my families we need to get back on schedule and routines because school's going to open up in two weeks. Well, we'll talk more about the whole idea of the tips and tricks and the group support and how (laughs) schools can play a role. We'll be right back after this real quick break. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Teresa Wee on the line from the Wee Wellness Center. And when we come back, we are going to discuss some more about some of those unique ways that everybody could get motivated to work together towards a common goal of being healthier. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I have Dr. Teresa Wee on the line, and we are talking about her latest book, The Happy Healthy Revolution, A Working Parent's Guide to Achieve Wellness as a Family Unit. And right before the break, we were talking about the need to coordinate everybody and get them all on the same page. You know, it's funny, Dr. Wee, it reminds me of some of the different programs that are out there, the Ornish Lifestyle Program, and a couple Mm -hmm. of folks have diabetes programs. And a lot of it has to do with the concept of the group and getting support. So whether that group is your cohort of folks like the Ornish Program, or whether it's your cohort of your family, like your program, it really does require that everybody be helping one another along the way. You know, certainly you don't want to have somebody say, that's it, I'm going to start watching my sugar and have somebody else say, hey, I'm going to bring home candy every day because that's probably (laughs) going to wind up being a bit of a sabotage and not let everybody succeed as much as they could. So getting everybody on board together is ideal. Now, you were talking about tips and tricks for things that people can do if they want to start this healthy revolution. And you've actually started this six-week program. So part of your book describes sort of this six-week yeah. way to take a look at this. What are some of those tips and tricks? You've got to tell me some of them so I can get excited about reading the rest of the book. <laughs> well, I think, um, of course, one of the most important things is just moving more and um I always talk about doing a one family activity uh, over the weekend, and we talk about how chores um, are important, and they can also count as exercise. Wait, chores I count also, as exercise? Yeah. Okay, you yeah. sold me. What chores around the house give the most exercise? Well, I, I talk about um, sweeping, uh, cleaning mirrors, um, 
talk about yard work and washing cars and you know I get families excited. This is a, you know, if you can all work together and do chores, you're going to have more free time together. And and it's it's it was um, something amazing for our family. Um, the kids would love to do chores so that we could talk about how we would reward ourselves by going out for a hike or a family activity. Okay, your kids loved to do chores. Yeah, so that we could we could all. You know, get it over with. and Okay, and get it over get with, it. I understand. But you almost lost me at everybody loves to do chores. Okay, so it was sort of the <laughs> idea was, hey, you put in this time and effort, do the chores, whether it be housework or yard work or car cleaning, yes. and then we get to go do something fun. We'll exactly. go on a hike or we'll do something else. So, so that's a good... That's a good tip, you know, make housework count towards exercise and then go do a fun activity that everybody can participate in. When you think about this six-week program, what are some of the other milestones that people can reach? Is it about being more healthy? Is it about losing weight as far as numbers or having fun while you're doing it? What are some of the markers that can help somebody feel like they've achieved a level of success? I I think it's um, in the six-week program, um, I I do talk about for example, um, how to make uh, nutritious, delicious meals, how to nourish your body. You know, we, we do the My Plate. Um, we do an exercise with My Plate, and we talk about the triabite rule where you've got to try some vegetable or fruit 10 times before you'll like it. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of it is just educating and talking about one of the most popular um, information that families like is I talk about sugar-sweetened beverages, like how much sugar is actually in that orange juice or soda. And um, so so I think it's, it's really um, basic education. I think I once saw a visual on how many teaspoons of sugar are in various beverages, and it was really shocking. I mean, granted, with water, yeah. you know there's zero, but with some of these other sorts of things, you wouldn't expect there to be that much sugar that's in things, exactly. you know, like like milk or, or orange juice or apple juice yeah. or definitely in some of the sodas that people tend to drink. Yeah. And although or- I'm a bigger fan of diet soda, that's not so good for you either. Yeah, so we talk about sugars and Artificial sweeteners will actually increase your appetite and cause more weight gain. But, you know, I think it's, you know, knowledge is power. The more information you have, you understand, you know, and I also tell them, okay, this is what you should be drinking. You should be drinking water. You should be drinking your milk. And we talk about how much, you know, each person um, needs in terms of calcium. But the other thing I also talk about is, the incredible value of sleep and breakfast, how, you know, these are two big factors. If you don't get enough sleep and if you skip breakfast, you are going to gain weight. So so we talk about this. And, but what and, if you um, sleep I, I through breakfast? So to get more sleep, you sleep through breakfast. Which would be better, more sleep or more breakfast? Well, I tell people you need to go to sleep earlier so that you can get up for breakfast. Well, that's the easier solution. Okay. But are there like healthy things that people can get on the go? You know, I often wonder, particularly if people are rushed in the morning and they have a lot going on, parents are trying to get their kids to school. Are there some simple healthy snacks that maybe could be prepared 
in advance or anything that would constitute a healthy breakfast that could be in a Ziploc bag and on the go? Or Yeah. I, I You know, this is what I talk about constantly is um, you need to pre-plan. You know, um, the healthy snack doesn't just appear. Um, I talk to my teens who go to school in town. You know, everyone needs to pre-package. Everyone needs to pre-plan. And, and this is crucial. Otherwise, you're going to be left to, oh, let's go catch a Happy Meal at McDonald's because I'm hungry. So you're right. A lot of this does take pre-planning. And, and this is what we talk about, about how to get everyone involved in, in on the weekends, you know, um, in food prep and cooking for the week and, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. Now, it certainly sounds like something that... We need here on Oahu, but so do the neighbor islands. What are some ways that you're trying to adapt to reach folks throughout the state? Well, you know, at first I was thinking about I could fly over and do this, but um, recently I came up with an idea. I'm working on an online program so that people can, you know, with all this virtual um, uh, segments going on now, I'm I'm working on an online program where Outer Island folks can actually look at the program during the week, and then once a week um, we can meet virtually, and I can answer questions, and then maybe at the at the end of the program I can fly over and we can have a you know a final presentation. But I'm I'm looking forward to really helping families on the Outer Island as well because I think they really need some help in terms of uh, you know healthy lifestyle. Well, and that's that's another thing. You know, the pandemic has given us those pandemic pounds, but it's also given us the opportunity to take a different look at how different conferences are presented. And as much yes. as people want to do it in person, sometimes it really is more convenient to do it over the Internet using either Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or Teams or all these different sorts of uh, portals that do allow for the interactivity that previously, you know, it, maybe somebody didn't get that same sense. Now we're seeing that a lot of people are adopting these platforms and it's becoming much easier to use them or maybe I'm just yes. getting better at it. Maybe they've always been easy and I just really was bad at it. But, you know, it's also becoming something that people are getting used to the interaction that way. And it's it's not right. just, oh, there's somebody on the phone. It's, hey, there's this video way that we can conference with everybody. So it has exactly. really opened up those doors as well. Even telehealth visits um, in my office right now, we're just doing um, physical exams and well baby exams. But um, I've gotten used to seeing uh, sick visits via telehealth, and at first I was scared to do it, but now it's it's really it's been great, and I enjoy seeing the families in their home, and you know we're we're still connecting through telehealth. Well, telemedicine is another area that has taken off out of necessity when coronavirus first started to hit folks in the community. But also it's expanded our thoughts. And like you, a lot of us were concerned and afraid. How would that really relate to good patient-physician interactions? And it's actually worked out much better than we thought. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Teresa Wee about her thoughts on what to do about schools reopening and what are some ways that we could make that safe for everybody. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here on the line with Dr. Teresa Wee from the Wee Wellness Center, and we're talking about what are some healthy ways that families can stay well and increase their activity, exercise, and make sure that they keep a healthier lifestyle that really all of us should follow. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about some ways that a lot of different things have changed, not just with medical practice, with telehealth or telemedicine, but also with online courses. So, Dr. Wee, you mentioned you're going to have an offering of an online class for families to maybe follow along with the book that you've written to really help with the whole island statewide getting more knowledgeable about some of the ways to get this to get this concept in a family rooted enough that the whole unit starts to change how they approach food and nutrition, exercise, and health. Now, another topic that's really been of prime importance these days is what to do about some of the inevitable groups that are going to occur. And one of those that I think about would be in classrooms. And you had some thoughts on what we should do to keep everyone safe, not just kids, but also family members and teachers. What are some of the ideas on how we could do this in the safest way possible? So, um, First, let me preface that um, the Academy of Pediatrics, um, it's really very, very important that we get children are better off in school. So it's extremely important that, you know, that's where they learn. That's It's very difficult for a child to learn virtually, especially a younger child in kindergarten, first, second grade. And if we don't get these kids in school, they're going to really miss out. Um, also, parents can't go back to work, and it becomes very frustrating for everyone. So, so number one, we, we should try our best to get our children back into school. And I know our Department of Education, you know, everyone is trying their best to prepare. But one of the things that I was researching and we've learned from other countries is that really kids get infected with the virus at lower rates than adults, and they rarely get severely ill. Um, They also did studies in other countries, and they found that children are not the primary spreaders. Um, Less than 10% of children would actually bring coronavirus home. And in several other countries, there was no evidence that keeping schools closed would control transmission of the virus. So what about kids who live in one of the areas, you know, certainly in Hawaii, the multi-generational families? So they may live with grandparents or with other people in the household who might have some other medical conditions that could put them at risk. How would that be -hmm. mitigated? Yeah. So every time when I talk to address families, I, I have to understand the home situation and in that situation, if there is a vulnerable adult, um, it would be a wiser decision to have the child stay home and do virtual school because obviously they may bring home the virus and, and get that family member sick. However, there are many, many families who do not have a vulnerable adult at home. And, you know, we should, we should actually think about having that child go to school. And right now, you know, all of the schools are doing everything they're supposed to. They're um, doing the social distancing. They're reinforcing hand washing and sanitizing, uh, as well as wearing a mask. 
So I think if everyone does all of that, um, we we should be okay. And and it's really um, working with the kids right now. And school will start in two weeks, but really practicing that. You know, have them wear the mask for an hour or two. You know, watch them. Make sure they're not touching their hands, eyes, and nose. And um, I I think if we explain to children that, again, this is important to do so that everyone can stay healthy, but it's also important to really sit down and talk to children that this is only temporary, and we have to really listen to their feelings about this COVID virus, because now we're having a lot of mental health problems, especially with the younger kids. What sort of mental health conditions are you seeing? Well, the kids are acting out, irritable, they're scared. When we see, when they see their parents becoming extremely fearful, you know, no one really spends the time to to ask children how they're feeling. But if we can sit down and listen to them, validate their feelings, don't push back and negate their feelings, and try to calmly reassure them and tell them, this is what we need to do for now, and things will eventually re- return to normal. And if we can do that, and, and, and again, even with our teens, um, there's nationwide uh, a high rate of teen suicide right now. And right now, I think parents um, need to be acutely aware that they need to be communicating with their teens. You know, how you doing? What's going on? You know, sit down, have dinner with them, go for a walk with them. But we really need to address the the mental health issues that are occurring right now. Well, and I know that a lot of folks, the adults have looked at this and said, how is this affecting you? But you bring up a really good point, which is sometimes we don't take the time to ask the kids or the young adults, how is this affecting yeah. you? And, you know, when schools closed early, when a lot of high school seniors didn't have a prom or didn't have a graduation or right. didn't have their usual right. milestones, uh, sometimes we just said, yeah, but other people had more serious conditions without really validating their feelings about that situation. And right. that's something that, you know, they're going to carry with them forever. Did you have a graduation? Well, we did a virtual one and it just didn't feel the same. So validating that for those who are experiencing and feeling those things, extremely important. Yes, very important. But the other thing that I've been stressing to all of my families is, you know, we as individuals can boost our immune system. So if you want to be proactive, if you don't want to get sick, hey, you can follow some Simple health strategies such as starting, you know, to get your kids back on a good sleep schedule, you know, start moving that bedtime from 12 midnight or 1 a.m. to, you know, slowly moving it back to 8 p.m. and getting up at a reasonable hour, eating healthy foods, exercising a little, um, drinking enough water. That's another big one um, because that helps you know, uh, increase your lymphatic fluid and and this lymphatic system produces your immune response and and it'll gobble up the viruses and bacteria. So we can individually keep our bodies in a strong, stronger condition if we are very much aware of our health habits. Well, and that's another good point, which is a lot of the things that people can do 
work on their sleep, better nutrition, work on the exercise, drink the water. These are things that really we could do at any time. You know, I would add to that, really focus on hand washing long enough, that whole 20 seconds aspect, using hand sanitizer, cleaning your environment. All of these things are some really good healthy tips that we should do now and we should do long into the future. I want to thank you, Dr. Teresa Wee, for sharing with us your expertise, telling us about the book that will be available. It is available now through your office, but also soon yes. to be on Amazon coming this coming February. Also, the yeah. walk and with it's on an e-book. Great. It's on an e-book. Also, the Walk with a Doc program. So if people have more questions, they can find you at the We Wellness Center, and we can also hopefully... I'll join you one of those Saturdays. I know I'm going to do it. I keep saying that. All right. You can hold me to it. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. See you then. 